Welcome to the 27th edition of the Wolves Women Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and tonight I'm joined by Matt. Hello. And Tom. Hi, everyone. Um, quick turnaround for this one, um, obviously, because we had the game on Sunday night and we've got a game tomorrow. Uh, more on that shortly. Um, so we'll start off looking at the first two games of the season, starting with Liverpool Feds away. Um I'll just quickly run through the starting lineup, which was Shan Turner, Emma Cross, Anna Morfitt, Tammy George, Maz Gornlet, Jade Cross, Helen Modi, Amber Hughes, Summer Holmes, Katie Johnson, and Beth Merrick. Um, I think before we sort of join it, yeah, you know, sort of diving, obviously, we know that uh, this, the game finished one all with Amber Hughes opening the scoring. Um, Tom, you, you were there. We seemed to dominate that first half, you would say. Yeah, um, first half was completely dominant. Um, you know, probably should have been two, three up at the break. Um, you know, but I think, you know, you need to take the chances at this level, you know, because this year is going to be a very strong competitive league. Um, and, you know, you've got to take your chances when you get them. And I think, you know, we should have gone in two or three up. And, you know, it, the game should have been won at half time, in my opinion. And then, you know, we all we all know what happened second half, but in that first half we were just wolves dominant and we, we we just need to learn when you're on top, take your chances. Yeah, Matt, I think we sort of you were there as well. Sort of we let seem to let the feds back into the game, what they seem to grow back into it, didn't they, in the second half? Yeah, that was it. I mean, I, I think I said to you at one point we just nothing was happening in the game. It wasn't that feds were necessarily having a lot of chances in that second half, but we weren't doing anything to maintain possession or control in the midfield so you just knew they would only need that one chance and then that's what came albeit potentially controversially yeah I was just going to say that well there were two offside goals in the game one was not given Tammy's and the the one that was given was the Fed's goal I mean I from where I was standing I couldn't see it I've not seen any highlights of either of you seen seen any highlights seen the goal at all Matt no I've not seen not seen any replay so I think we're just going off what the coaching staff have said, haven't we? I'm sure yeah. they've got the benefit of, of some replays. And like you said, from where we were standing, we couldn't tell, but they seem pretty adamant that the, the Fed's goal in particular was offside. So we'll go with that. Yeah, I, I think that's, I think what I would say is um, we, there were several, as you said, Tom, about some, some really good chances there. Amber Hughes's strike that went, that sort of seemed to be heading top corner, but went over was a particular pick for me. What What was your views on that shot? Yeah, you know, if that goes in, you know, you, you're two up and, um, you know, you're cruising at half time. But, you know, it was just unlucky that, you know, it, it was really, really dipping, but it just didn't quite dip enough to, to, to go in. But as I've said, you know, you need to, when we're on top like that, we need to kill the game off and we need to get the second and third goals. And, you know, when you don't do that, you always invite the pressure on for the other team, the other team grows into it as we've seen in that second half. And then, you know, Fed's got the equaliser and it was difficult for us then to, to, to retake the lead. Yeah, Matt, I was just wondering, do you think there's a bit of sort of fitness, match sharpness still missing? Because obviously so, a lot of people have been, you know, away for school, you know, for the holidays, obviously with them being teach, a lot of them being teachers, etc. Do you think that's a sort of bit of fitness, match sharpness still missing from some of them? Yeah, potentially. Potentially, I mean, you see it in that game. I mean, I know we're going to talk about the Huddersfield game later, in which case you could, if I said there was, Poor fitness levels in the first game. I think it was um, probably counted in the second game, wasn't it? But 
yeah, possibly. And they haven't had that time together to gel over over pre-season and, and to develop the fitness in that way. But we do also know that they're getting good recovery practicing now, aren't they, with, with different uh, resources and facilities that we can use. So hopefully that's going to help with the, the, the games in quick succession. Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking about sort of players sort of coming back together again. Um, Summer Holmes, Tom, saw back in the wool shirt for the first time in the competitive game since, well, since filed last season. That's a you know, sort of welcome return, almost like a new player. And, and we seemed a bit more combative in midfield, would you say? Tom? Yeah, um, most definitely. Um, you know, she's been missing for quite a while. Uh, we really missed her towards the end of last season. Um, but, you know, she's come back into that team now and she doesn't look out of place. Um, she looks a very good player, just like we had at the beginning of last season, which we really missed. Um, she's back in there with Tammy and, you know, them two together, they control that Wolves midfield. And, you know, it's like a new signing having a back. As she says, because you know we've really have missed her, and I think you know going back to last season, I think if we had her in the playoff, it might have been a different outcome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to, uh, Matt, I was just—I know we, a lot of us talked at the end of this game, but on both of you, Matt, Tom, um, about whether that was a point gained or two points dropped. And I think we saw yesterday that Derby grabbed a late equaliser. Um, against Feds, so sort of initial thoughts. Is it, I appreciate you know we lost two games in, but do we? What do you two think? Is was that a point gained or two points dropped? At one of you, can, who who wants to go first? Go on, Tom. Um, for me, um, I think it's a point gained. Yeah. Um, I know Maka disagreed after after the game. He's always two dropped. Um, but, you know, Feds are a tough side and they are going to take points out of many teams this year. I mean, they've just gone to Derby. Derby was a team last season who was competing with us at the top of the table and they've gone there for his leading. And then right at the end, Derby managed to to nip the equaliser. But they are going to be like a, like a strong mid-table team, like a big house who on their day can beat anyone and will take points out of people. Yeah, go on, Matt. Yeah, I think in the context of the game, I'd say it was two points dropped. You know, when you're, you're winning, we dominated the first half, the chances to make it 2-0. So in that sense, it is it is two points dropped. But, you know, I think as we all said in the, the pre-match podcast, that we thought that would be a tough game. You know, Liverpool Feds, they're used to winning, just like we were last year. Did they go unbeaten at home last year? I they, think in, Yeah, in I think they were also, very close, yeah. They're not used to losing and it, it might take a little bit of time before they do. Who knows, even in tier three, because as we saw ourselves, momentum is a, a precious thing that can just keep you keep you uh, coasting along for a while. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think that the comparison there, Tom, with Brighouse is, is a really good one. I mean, I've sort of described as the new Brighouse, Northern, tough and hard to beat. And I think that's they're going to prove that through the season. I don't think they're going to... Um, I mean, they've got Brighouse on Wednesday night, I think. That, so I think that's going to be a really interesting game for them. And they've then got Forest, so if they, I think they could really cause a sort of big upset. I don't see them challenging for the title, but as you say, comfortable mid-table team taking points off people. Um, yeah, so I think that sort of really sums it up. It was a sort of a nice day in the sunshine in Merseyside, really. I think, as you say, sort of points points on the board at least. Moving on to yesterday's game against Huddersfield. Um, a, 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 a small victory, small victory, only the five goals. 
in the sunshine of Yorkshire. I, I have to say, if you if you know if we do get Huddersfield in the cup, I do recommend trying to get up to the stadium if you can. It is a really sort of well, it's very, I think it's described as scenic by one of the coaching staff. And I think Tom, you've been there last season. I know um, you do sort of drive down this sort of wood, woodland track, and sort of there's the stadium sort of popping up in the middle of it. And you've got views of the Pennines. It is is quite impressive. It's a bit sort of weird. Um, but there you go. There, there's my stadium sort of facts for you. Um, we ran ran five nil winners out. Um, Maz, Amber, Tammy, Jade, and Dicko all getting on the score sheet. Um, I'll just quickly run through the team sheet. Chan uh, in goal, Anna Morfit, Emma Cross, Tammy George, uh, Maz Gauntlet, Helen Demody, Amber Hughes, Summer Holmes, Katie Johnson. Uh, Destiny Toussaint and Beth Merrick. So the only change was Destiny coming in for Jade. I mean, I, I was obviously there at the game. It, it was a dominant performance for, for me by Wolves. I mean, certainly, I know Maka has said after the game, we should have been more than 1-0 up at half-time. Or, or, yeah, we, and how that crossbar didn't you know that crossbar saved than when Maz had a, a brilliant shot and it was I think if we'd had goal line technology there it would have been 2-0 by half time because that shot was pretty um you know it did seem to cross the line from where we were sat um Tom you're obviously listening on the radio how did you know how did that come across for you obviously that's a you know it's good to have Wolves radio there yeah, for, for the fans who obviously can't make the game, um, you know, it's a brilliant idea, you know, for we get to listen to the, you know, kick-by-kick commentary um, and to hear what's happening um, at the game. And it's, you know, it's something which has been needed, um, you know. I think, you know, it was last season, you know, we never did a couple on Wolves TV, but, you know, to finally get, like, every game, like every single women's game, like the men's game, do on Wolves TV and on the radio. That that's a big step, and you know, for as I say, for, for fans like people who, who can't travel far, or you know, people who just can't make that one game, it, it's brilliant for them that we can still tune in and listen. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I know, obviously, like Baltimore Wolves, who friends over, overseas will enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy listening to it because I can't make the Stoke game, unfortunately. Um, I suppose, Matt, the one question I've got here and sort of picking up on what Macca has said is, were we ruthless enough? You know, we, we went in 1-0 half-time again. That could, you know, we know what Huddersfield are like. They could easily have turned that round. I mean, they put seven past Boldmere. Were we, are we not being ruthless enough? Yeah, I, mean, I guess when the scoreline finishes 5-0, you would say yes. But in the context of the game, as you said, it was 1-0 at half-time. It's identical situation to last week against Liverpool Feds, isn't it? So, obviously, you were there, Nick. So, what would you say was different to the week before against Liverpool Feds where we didn't really um, put them to the sword? I think Destiny definitely helped. She's very... I mean, Jade is not a winger. You know, Destiny is very much out on that wing. Um, and, and she was running them ragged on that side. So, I think that did help stretch the play. Um, I think... We, I think the girls knew that they had that risk of not getting, you know, of coming unstuck. I mean, we obviously last time we played Huddersfield at this game, we we scraped, yeah, we sort of we won three two, and when we played them at home, we only won two one. So that we know they're a tough outfit. I honestly think the getting the second goal was key. I think you saw Huddersfield's heads drop, 
Um, and I think that's what you, when you see this, sort of the, how quickly the goals followed. I mean, I was busy typing the tweet saying that sort of fourth goal had gone in. Uh, and by that point, the fifth goal had also gone in. So it was sort of like, yeah, it was one of those where they lost concentration slash they were pushing themselves a bit further up the pitch um, to get the get back into the game. So I think that helped. I also do think our fitness level showed. Um, I think that's key. Um, and it was interesting that they only have listed three subs on the FA Women's National League, sort of um, the FA website for the players. So I think that we had five subs that we could change the game around with. So at the end, we were able to bring Perks and Kelly Darby on. Uh, and, and, you know, we all know what Perks and Kelly Darby can do. So I think having that sort of, you're 5-0 up, you're controlling the game, and you bring Perks and Kelly Darby on, you push uh, KJ up into midfield from defence, uh, and that's it. You, you sort of, um, you're, you're in control of the game. And I think the other thing was, when once we were 2-0 up, we brought Jade on. And stuck her up. First of all, stuck her out wide, and then brought her in, into the uh, into the into the strike force. Uh, and she just sat there on that sort of the edge of their last their defenders and balls over the top. That was it. She was running at them. So that was the other thing that helped kill kill the game off for us. Um, is having that ability to switch our tactics and the fitness levels. I think that was really really interesting to watch. Actually, standing next, I stood next to the um, Macca's dugout, and. Um, yeah, the air was blue at times, but because Maka was uh, getting frustrated, but I think he was right. I'm rightly frustrated. Uh, we weren't putting those chances away, but it was you could see the sort of tactical workings going through. Um, uh, one or two times, we also had the interesting um, views, of the, interesting watching the refereeing decision, shall we say? Um, it, personally, I think the referee would uh, turn turn left and we should have turned right and gone onto the rugby pitch some of the challenges let go but there you go that's sort of my initial sorts of thoughts on that um tom we've we've beat Huddersfield won the first game their first game of the season 7-1 uh, against Boldmere we've now beaten them 5-0 what sort of message do you think that sends to the rest of the league yeah um you know it's it sends a big message to the rest of the league you know we're back um you know we, we didn't take our chances against Feds, but we sure did against, um, you know, Huddersfield. And, you know, we, we probably could have won that game even more. You know, if mm. we'd have took our chances in the first half, it could have been possibly 8-9-0 um, coming away from there. Um, I know our pre-season's been a bit, you know, disjointed. Obviously, Macca coming back late and, you know, some of the fitness levels just wasn't there to begin with, but that's coming back now and it's proved that um, with that scoreline. So I think, you know, it's going to be a massive message to the rest of the league that, you know what, we're back and, and we're coming for you. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? It's uh, Your thoughts sends a clear message to the league? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I must confess, I, I I did think we'd struggle yesterday, personally. I thought mm -hmm. after the two difficult games last season, the the mentality of, of not winning that first game when we should have, and then having the tr tricky away game to Huddersfield as well, I did think it might finish a draw, in which case we, we slip a bit. I know it's very early days, but compared to our standards last season, we would have been slipping further down. Um so, you know, I was checking every, I was at Molyneux and I was checking about every 10 minutes or so on the Twitter feed to, to see the goals going in. I thought, okay. We're, we're back to last season's form, but an improvement on that. Yeah, I, I mean, we get some of these big scores, don't we, mm. in, in football in general, but, but especially in tier three. So sometimes it can get overlooked and I, 
I saw today it was about performance of the weekend and Wolves weren't even mentioned on there on, on the list for the polls. And um, it, I, th I think people just think Wolves did so well last season that a result like that is normal. But actually, in the context that you said, Huddersfield are a very good team. They seem to go under the radar themselves last year, I think, because they finished around fifth. They finished comfortably table. But, you know, that, that that's a big result. And I think if we can step that up now in the next two games, which, let's face it, we should win, um, we, we should be cementing our place near the top again. Definitely. I mean, I think one thing I would add just to sort of, sort of wrap that up is Destiny Toussaint. What a player. Um, I mean, obviously, you guys saw at the pre-season game against Ipswich. Um, she obviously couldn't play. She had obviously picked up a slight injury, I understand, against, so she couldn't play against Feds. But she is one hell of a player, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she looks good against Ipswich, but I think just like the rest of the team as well, at times, she found it difficult, you know, to take on that fallback. And so we lost that control of that Ipswich game at times, didn't we? Um but I can imagine against a lot of the teams here in Tier 3, with Destiny stepping down from the Championship as well, she's going to dominate a lot of defences. Yeah, I don't know whether they picked it up, Tom, on the comms, but um, Morph was playing a lot of sort of long balls sort of across the pitch to, for Destiny to run onto and try and challenge. And um, it was quite entertaining to watch their, their, their left-back struggle as Destiny was coming at them. Yeah, it was, um, it was puck up. Um, a couple of times, um, you know, I've had the pairing between them two. Um, and as Matt says, you know, she's a, she's a brilliant player. Um, you know, I think in that first game, it was a, a literally only just signed against Ipswich, and I think she was just bedding in then. Um, but, you know, she's been, she had quite a few training sessions now um, with the team, and, you know, she's only going to get better. She's going to learn more. She's going to learn about our players more, and she's going to get better and better as the season um, carries on, and she, she's an excellent player. And her, and her experience, what she brings, is going to be key this season as well to, to, to our success. Yeah. And a lovely person as well. She took time to chat to my kids, but also some of the other kids that were there sort of wanting autographs. So it was really, really lovely to see. Um, so that was great as well. I, I think that's another way you can tell this was how pleased the, the, the players were with this performance. Um, the kids came away with sort of armful or sort of program full of autographs, shirt full of autographs. Whereas sort of, I think the feds, there was a bit more sort of, no, we, we, we're disappointed. We're sort of going to go off and, we need to go off and refocus and don't want to talk to people too much. I think it's, you could sell, tell the sort of the, the general atmosphere was great around the players for that. Um, though they, working, they weren't looking forward to the ice bath in, back in the changing room that they were heading into. So I think that might be the other reasons they were wanting to stay out a bit longer in the sunshine. Um, so moving on to a few other bits and pieces um, before we look at the upcoming games. Um, just well, Matt, you predicted the exact the time of the, this announcement. Uh, um, Marianne Ta Taho <laughs> has joined us, formerly of MK Dons, London Bees, and Arsenal. Um, she was announced before the Feds game, uh, you know. So, um, interesting player, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was in the know with that, but um, <laughs> it also felt it was quite obvious, wasn't it? That we're going to announce it. We saw her on the um, the video on the coach on the way up there, so we felt like the classic take a picture of her in the stand and announce her half an hour before the game. Yeah, uh, I, I think she looked she looked uh, better in the Ipswich game when she came on as the trialist. I thought she held the ball up quite nicely there, was able to bring us into play. Uh, in the Feds game, I think she uh, struggled a little bit, but I think we were all getting a bit desperate on the attacking front there, where we pumping a lot of long balls into the box, trying to get the winner at the end. Um, 
but you know she she looks like she can be handled i think mm. at this at this level and she's she's got some experience um in the higher divisions as well Tom, you you would talk to a couple of people who'd seen her play for um, London Bees. What was their sort of, or was it NK Don's? Can't remember. What was their fit views of her? Yeah, it was a London Bees. Um, you know, when she when she joined them, I was told that she was um, highly rated, um, but it did just just didn't quite work out for her there. Um, but then again, it was a, a London Bees team which was very much struggling. Mm. Um, and then obviously went on to MK Dons. Um, she has experience for Arsenal as well. But she's she's come to us now, and I hope that this is the move what finally works out for her. You know, because she's got a lot of potential. Um, but I think you know she can bag some goals. I think with Destiny on the wing as well, that might help. We've got some good players at our team, who, and we regularly get goals. So you know. The assists are going to be important for her, but if she, she can bag goals, um, then her, her form will come back and she'll start show, showing show that um, the skill that she's got and hopefully it works out for her. Hope she, as I say, bangs goals in for us. Yeah, I think it's also good, Matt, to have another striker just to sort of challenge Amber and Maz as well up on those front two, keep them sharp. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like one thing they're trying to um, correct maybe in the mistake from last year is, is getting that depth right. You know, mm. because at times, it, it, around the autumn time, might cost us a couple of results where we did lack of that strike for depth. Um, and, and across the whole squad, really, you know, we think we feels like we've got about 10, 10 right wingers now, right wing back. So it's, it's trying to make sure we've got that depth throughout the whole season. I think is good, but especially because Amber and Maz play up together. You know, yes, we've got Jay that's versatile that can come and step in there. It's good to have another um, number nine option. No, definitely. Um we also had a departure um, that was formally announced by the club, actually, which is unusual. Um, we had um, a low, well, a loan departure. Young Poppy Irvine has gone out to uh, Irvine, yeah, Irvine has gone out to Lincoln City, goalkeeper. Um, I've not seen much of her, but I know talking to a few people, she's quite well rated. She was came through the RTC ranks. Um, I don't know if either of you two have picked anything up on her at all. No, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen much of her. Uh, I know she, she's highly rated, but you know I've not not seen much of her play to be honest. No, I know she made a debut at well, she made a debut for Lincoln against Donny Bell's at well, Sincel Bank, the LNER Stadium, so Lincoln Men's Stadium. Uh, not this weekend, weekend before. So I think that was a, a tough uh, first game for her, obviously playing it in that game. Um, they got Magic, a good crowd in there, didn't they? Yeah, got a thousand odd people in. Yeah. Um, I know that she's in. I mean, if she played, I know she didn't play against Starbridge um, uh, this Which weekend. Good job. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, what a result that is, by the way. Yeah, yes. Well, yeah, least said. Um, uh, but she's at, it'll be interesting. I'll be, I might try and put the posher playing Lincoln this week, uh, Wednesday night um, at the um, London Road. Um, so I might try and pop up to that one and just see if. She, Go and watch Posh versus Lincoln, and, and if she's there, give her a tell the Wolves fans are cheering. Go on. Um, just quickly, also looking forward to the sort of um, a couple of the bits and pieces. The reserves uh, uh, will be back in action on Sunday. They kick off their ga- home game at Compton, their season at Compton, against some Tesco carry bag wearing team. Um, I don't know who they are, um, but obviously, I think last season they they 
dropped just four points all season, Tom. I think it's going to be a much tougher season this season. Yeah. Um, you know, last season was an excellent season for him. Um, but I know, you know, they've, they've lost a few players from that squad as well now. Um, so it's it's about regrouping again now for bringing more youth players through. Um, so it will be a, a tougher test. And I think, you know, other teams around us will have changed as well. You know, players come and go and youth set up on a regular basis. Um, so it'll be, it's, it's going to be a slightly different team, um, but I expect it to be a tougher season for them this year. So it'll be interesting to see how we get on and how Tom's, Tom Warren's side does. Yeah, so talk about players they've lost. They've lost uh, Ken's and Goal. Um, Izzy Redding and Danny Staley have jo- just joined TNS. It's been announced, as has Chantal Tier, who was also who was on loan at Leafield last season as well. I mean, Matt, we've not heard much, but well, we don't hear much about the reserves at all, which is why it was unusual to see Poppy, uh, the, the tweet about Poppy going out, out on loan. Um, do you think we could do with a bit more comms about you know, sort of from the team from the team about or from the club about the reserves, how they're doing? I think it'd be nice to get more comms about them, yeah. Um, particularly because you've, you know, unless you go to some of these reserve games, you're not necessarily going to know about who is next in line to to step up to the to the Wolves first team. Um, which, you know, as we know with the men's side, people do take that interest in the in the under 23s. Um, but what I will say as well is that they got that success last season where they had um, an incredible season. And that's why we're seeing these players go, aren't we? Because they're maturing enough where they're too good to play for the reserves. So they're going to play for first-team setups. Uh, whether that's going, stepping up to, to the Wolves' first team, which is obviously the intention, what we'd like, um, or going to, to Tier 4 sides and, and, and places like that, whether it's on loan or, or joining them permanently. And that's, that's what we want for them. And I guess there's more emphasis on that for the reserves. But it'll be nice to get maybe more player profiles out there and see them get the opportunities. I know you've mentioned in the past about some of these reserves playing in the, the Birmingham County Cup, especially when we're drawn away to Nuneaton again, Tier 7, I think, you know, those kind of games. It'd be good to have the opportunity to see them in those games. Yeah, and just to pick up what you just said there, I mean, Ken's obviously gone and joined them a lot as their second-choice goalkeeper um, rather than playing our reserves, get that. Um but the other three have all, who have just talked about have all joined TNS, Total Network Solutions, TNS, in the Welsh League. So they've gone for first-team football, um, which I don't think, you know, they were not going to get sort of regular first-team football and they needed that for their development. Um, I, I know I put in my um, Talking Woso sort of interview that I did with them about the league needs to do more about sort of how we how they develop the reserves team football. There needs to be something, and it's not just the league; it's the FA as well. But there needs to be more done about giving these girls competitive, more competitive football that can strengthen them. Because um, otherwise, we'll develop them; they'll get to 16, 17, 18, and not get much further with the clubs because they'll just end up dropping down too quickly to others. Go on, Matt. I think it's about formalising these academy structures, isn't it? You know, we've seen the WSL managers come out with it. Emma Hayes has said it, you know, when Chelsea are losing players at 16 at the bring forward. And it's, you know, they said the Lionesses' success with the Euros, you know, it was despite everything rather than because of it. Um, and they've they're just not got those structures in place, which need to be. And clubs like Wolves in Tier 3, that's going to affect more if we're not. And I know they've been handing out these new licences, which Wolves didn't get, for the elite academy structures and stuff. So, we need to make sure that we're getting that better. Otherwise, 
we can't rely on just trying to poach better players as we've kind of had with players dropping down from tier two. We need to get these talent coming through that are going to join our first team. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was a really interesting conversation I was having on the sidelines at the Feds game. Um, I can't remember who, who it was. It was obviously a parent or somebody there um, who, or, you know, connection with the club, with some of the players, one of the players. I'm mean, talking about who was homegrown. I think working through that starting lineup, Tom, and you'll correct me here, please. I think it was just KJ, Tammy, and Jay, the two cross twins. I can't remember if Morse came through the youth system as well or not. And obviously, you had likes of Perks on the bench, but it was, it was Tammy. KJ and the cross twins were the four players who were very much through the the Wolves youth system there on that starting that starting eleven, but the rest had all been um, poached, signed, you know, sort of picked up from other clubs um, in the region. I think it'll be good just to uh, you know these things happen, and as you get progress further up the leagues, it becomes much harder to do. But it'd be have it's good to have that core of Wolverhampton born and bred players who've come through our youth system. Um, playing for the club. Um, but hey, there we go. Um, well, that I think brings us to a really good place to stop for the sort of first half. Obviously, and what we'll do is look at the next two upcoming games in part two. So catch you after the break. Welcome back to part two of the 27th episode of the Wolfsburg podcast. We'll dive now straight into sort of the, the next two games. Um, first up, Tom, Stoke away tomorrow night. Um, bit of a, I, I, I mean, last time we played them, we won 4-0. Um, we'll come back to that in a second, but I want to just touch on short turnaround. 40 hours, thereabouts. That's just madness. It's a joke. To be quite honest with you, um, how can we expect a team to play on Sunday, then you know have Monday and then back playing on a Tuesday? It's, it's, it's just balmy doing that, you know, because you we've just come back off that off that win, you know, we haven't had the best fitness to start the season anyway. We've been playing at sixty percent, and then they expect us to go just less than forty eight hours after and play play another game away in Stoke. It's just. I don't know how or why we put these fixtures so close together. Why couldn't this fixture be played on a Wednesday? At least it gives the players a chance to, you know, refresh, have a training session to go again, ready for, for, for the next game. But no, but we'll just leave it one day. You've got one day to refresh, train, ready for the next fixture. It's a complete and not a joke. Yeah, I mean, Matt, it wouldn't happen in the men's game, would it? So why why is it being allowed to happen in the women's game? When and let's be honest, that these girls aren't professional footballers; they've got lives to live outside of football. I think that's it. And if anything, the men might be able to do the one day difference. I mean, we see that at Christmas time, you mm. know, because they are professionals, because they are in every single day full time, and you know they're working. I know. I know um, the women's team now have access to some of these facilities, but, you know, not to the same extent that the men will. Um, so I, I, I don't know who's in charge of the scheduling for for the National League, but we saw it last year. It's it's absolutely bonkers, really. Um, you, you get these clusters of away games, clusters of home games, two months without a league game. It's I, I don't know who's responsible for it, but they, they really need to look at it. Yeah, and you mentioned about the recovery there, Matt, just quickly. We saw the video of the girls having got back from Huddersfield 
um, getting their putting their uh, their inflatable trousers on and getting their legs massaged. I, that I mean, part one of the things that's one really good to hear, see, but also it's yeah. really good to hear in Macca's interview that the girls were back in again today. This is Monday we're recording this, and we're going to be joining the the men in their recovery session after the, the Newcastle game. I think. Yeah, we, we criticise the club for some of the things, but I think we really must praise the club as a whole for the support they've given to the girls after this recovery, to support this recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they they recognise how important it is to recover that quickly. You know, they could have just brushed it off and, you know, rotated the whole 11 if they wanted to, you know, as best as they can. Um, but they recognise how important that is. I thought the video itself, you know, that behind the scenes stuff, that's what we want more of. Yeah. Looked like something from uh, Wallace and Gromit, didn't it? The wrong trousers. I thought we were all going to stand up at one point. Uh, but you, you can see how the high spirits they were in after that, that win as well. I mean, whether they'd have been so keen if we'd if it had been the week before and we just drew 1-1 with Huddersfield, um, they might not have been so keen for it. But, you know, you can tell they're in high spirits. And I'm sure there'll be a bit of rotation for the next game and I'm sure they'll be, they'll be up for it and they'll, they'll, they'll get through it. Yeah, I mean, Tom, I mean, I, the one I wanted to see was making sure that all the coaching staff were suitably recovered as well. So, so Maka putting on the trousers to demonstrate it, that would have been the video we wanted to see behind the scenes, wouldn't it? Yeah, most definitely. Um, a Maka demonstration would have been would have been brilliant to watch, wouldn't it, on, on social media? Yeah, I mean, but I think Matt's picked up a really good point there. So getting some of this behind the scenes stuff, I mean, yes, we joke, yeah, we... we we joked a bit about it, etc. But I think it is really important just to see, get that uh, behind the scenes stuff there. Yeah, it is. You know, we, we get to see what happens behind the scenes, and it's brilliant for Wolves where you know we we've got these facilities for, for women to use, as Matt just says, because you know many clubs in our league will not have that. We will not have them facilities and not get the opportunities what these girls have got. So it's brilliant to see and watch. Yeah, and to be fair, to, on the fixtures, need you know it's not like Stoker having a, an advantage. They they were they were playing Burnley. I believe it was an away game for them as well against Burnley. Um, so they've had a tough game on a Sunday and they're going again. And I don't believe that Burnley that, that Stoker got access to the same sort of facilities. So in that sense, hopefully our fitness levels are higher than that because because of those that recovery time. You would say, Matt? Yeah, you'd think so, and you know. I I could be jinxing it here. I don't want to, but if there's a couple of games that you would want in a congested fixture pileup, it's probably Stoke and Loughborough, isn't it? You know, if this was Fylde and Burnley that we're playing or, or or Derby, then it'll be a lot more difficult. So you'd hope that they'll have enough to get through. And I, I, I think it wasn't one day's notice, but was it? I think we played another Thursday night against um, Stoke last year, and then had to play on the Sunday. So I know it's a little bit, a little bit more time, but. We did manage to come away from that and, and pick up the four and a win that time. So hopefully similar result. Yeah, that was the time when um, Beth, uh, the parents evening, she had to be at in her role. So therefore I had sort of was named as a sub, but it was actually in the stadium until sort of second half, if I, if I remember rightly. Um, Tom, you, you were at the game last last time round when we won 4-0. Um, it, it was a good game for us last time round. You, you want more of the same, I presume? Yeah, um, we won 4-0 last time out. Um, again, last year, probably could have been more. Um, you know, so I expect more of the same tomorrow, I think. You know, as we've spoken in our first part of the season, Stoke could be a team which are you know, going to be down near the bottom um, again. Um, and, 
you know, I think that Maka has to make changes to this one as well, you know, because otherwise, you know, you know, you, you can't play that exact same eleven at Huddersfield because, you know, it just won't be viable. So he's just going to have to rotate a little bit. Um, but I still expect, like, the main players um, to be there, like uh, Tammy in midfield and, you know, um, players like that, Jussard, um, Amber Hughes, Maz. I think they'll all start, but I think he may tinker around with the defence, maybe put, you know, um, Kelly Darby in for this one or maybe Perksy as well. Uh, so I might tinker in that department, but I expect the key players all to, to start. So, Matt, do you certainly pick up what Tom's there? Any changes you would expect to see? Yeah, I think as long as they're all fully fit, I think the, the bench from Sunday, I think, will all start. Um, I think you know, there'll have to be a few uh, that, that will could go again. But hopefully, you know, if you start some of your key players and if we, we do pull away and, and develop a, a significant lead, then we'll be able to take those off. Um, but, it, I mean, they, they got... They did quite well keeping the score at 1-0, like you'd imagine, against Burnley, didn't they, at the weekend? So I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. And To give credit to Stoke, I think it was the, the 5-0 game at the CKW last year. So I remember right, actually, I think it was 0-0 to about the 30-minute mark. Mm-hmm. And they actually had a chance to, to make it 1-0. It's quite a big chance to make it 1-0. So it's not going to be easy by any means. You know, I'm confident we're going to win and, and win quite well, but they're going to have to be up for it. And hopefully this recovery and a bit of rotation will, will allow us to do that. Yeah, Lizzie Bennett Seal making a competitive, uh, oh no, second appearance mm. for the club and getting onto the on the score sheet will be uh, quite tasty, wouldn't it? Celebrate against our old team. Gotta love <laughs> it. Gotta love it. But key key moment here, Tom. Prediction, Mystic Tom. What's you what are you going for? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go five again, five nil. Five nil. Go on, Matt, what do you reckon? Oh, I'll be a, I'm going to be a little bit more reserved because we'll probably make some changes and I'll, I'll go three, three nil. Um, I, 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 was, I was with Tom. I thought it would be five nil as well. Um, I think we're going to, I think that the, the, the buzz from, from Sunday, they know how big that result was. Um, I think that'll, that'll take them into that game. Um, and they'll, whilst there'll be some changes, I could see um first I could see H being rested um just to protect her and bring KJ into that midfield as you if you drop in Ke- if Kelly's in um if you bring Kelly Darby into defence, put KJ up into midfield. Uh, I think that'll be um really good. And as you say, as I said, bring switch Lizzie um Bennett Seal in as well and give somebody a bit of bit of revenge, or not so much revenge, obviously, but uh, a bit of uh, somebody knows the club. So I was going five nil as well. Matt, anything to add, or is that wrapped up? Uh, I'm saying three, you both saying five, so you just know it's going to be four now. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Exactly. Um, moving on to the, the, the second game of the week, um, Loughborough, first home game of the season. I mean, we're only, what, four, four games in? By that point, we've finally managed to make it to home You know, in September. Um, pretty much played a month. But it's going to be really good, isn't it, to be down at back at, I was going to say, back at. Um, it's going to be really good to have a home game again uh, eventually, uh, Tom, at the New Books head. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, we haven't had an home game yet. We've had a cluster of away games. So it'll be good for the girls to get back in back in front of their own fans. Um, hopefully, you know, there will be a decent crowd there again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, 
the fans can get behind them and, you know, that will really push them on. So I think it'd be nice, as I said, just to get back and run to our own fans, you know, because the travelling also does take it out of you sometimes. Yeah, I mean, last time we played them at this sort of fixture map, we we beat Loughborough 4-0. Um, I presume we're expecting more of the same. Yeah, these are the kind of games, you know, we the, the pressure is on. You know, we can't hide behind that hole. Or it's last season we were just newly promoted. We didn't have how, how we do against these kind of teams. You know, we we have comprehensively beaten teams like Loughborough now, and we all predicted. Well, we hoped at the start of the season that that was going to be our first game, didn't we? Loughborough at mm. home, and obviously we've had a, a couple of tricky away games before then. So hopefully that'll be the one that sends us back top of the league by that point. You never know. Early days, but it'll be good like last season if we could get ourselves up there straight away. Yeah, uh, and I think it's really important that you know, we get the fans into the stadium as well, actually make a real big noise and atmosphere for this one, because I think CKW, for what it was worth, playing surface you know, is not as good as the new book's head. Um, I don't think anyone would sort of disagree with that statement. Um, and I think it would enable the girls to play, play to their advantage. Go on, Matt. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll help from a fan's point of view as well, because you know some people won't know about the quality of Ipswich when we played them. And they'll have seen Wolves lose that day, at the, you know, and it was a friendly, but the first game at the new book said. And if that was the first game that some people were going to watch Wolves, you know, if the second one they're going to is, uh, and the first league game is, is against Loughborough and hopefully we win, it'll uh, show them what we're capable of, really. And whereas if it was another very tricky game and we came with another poor result there, you know, people might start questioning about that without knowing the full picture. Yeah. Yeah. And Tom, it's good that tickets are actually already on sale for the game, isn't it? That you can buy them online. It's via the Telfer's website, basically, but you can actually buy tickets on online now, which is really positive. So get, fans can get in and start buying their tick, pre-booking their tickets. Yeah, it's a forward. Oh, Tom, you've gone all a bit crackly there. Sorry, mate. Don't know what's happened there. Um, Matt, do you want to just jump in? Um, do you want to jump in, Matt, on that one? So yeah, so go on. So I was just saying it was good to, saying to Tom that it was good to um, um, have um, the the tickets on sale. Yeah, I mean we 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 use the online service to uh, to book them for the Ipswich game as well. Um, actually, gave us a one pound discount on last time, uh, even though it's cheap enough to go to. Um, but it, it it does allocate you a seat, um, which there was a bit of confusion there about whether we actually had to sit in it, but you don't. But it's good to do that online because these days, 2022, you don't always want to get the cash out, do you? Well, exactly. Exactly. Um, I think that's going to be really key is is getting as many fans in there as possible um, and sort of getting a, as, as large a noise as possible. I saw it again yesterday as well at uh, Molyneux. We had the big Astro pay. Um, the hole that you've got to kick the ball through at halftime. And we said in the last podcast, didn't we, about getting some good halftime entertainment in. And I thought that'd be fantastic if they could do if they could do something like that, especially for the kids. I, I thought you were offering there, Matt, to come on, to go onto the pitch and um, and, and sort of uh, and uh, have a crack at it. I definitely am. I was saying to my dad yesterday, I was like, you know, we, we could do this. There was £100 at stake as well. Oh, there you go. We need, we need go. to bring well, it down. <laughs> I tell you what, though, at the end of the, the um, just little anecdote at the end of the game, um, yesterday, yesterday um, my son asked uh, Shan if he could have a have a shot at her in goal, and I think if it wasn't for the fact that she was obviously um, 
having to head off to the Northern Ireland camp shortly. Um, that I think she would have um, she would have let him have a have a crack at that as well. Um, so we'll wait and see on that one. Um, Tom, um, hopefully your audio's a bit better now. Um, this is going to be the third game in, in the week. I mean, what impact do you think that's going to have on sort of the players and the, the coaching staff? Um, is my audio fine now? Yeah. Yeah. Good mate. Good. Good. Um, yeah, it's good. It's it's always tough, you know, when you have a free game week. Um, you know, it's, it is going to take it out of them. Um, but you know, we've got a short trip to Stoke. Um, which is not far, really. And then we've got Loughborough at home. I think, as Matt says earlier, I think if you want a three-game week, these are the teams you want to play against. You don't want to come up against a Nottingham Forest and a Burnley um, in a three-game week like this, because that match is going to be very, very tough. So I think the fixtures, in a way, have worked kind for us. But nonetheless, you know, it's still a massive, massive ask for the girls. And I think, you know, Maka is going to have to make changes between, obviously, tomorrow's game and Loughborough. Mm. No, I think definitely. I, I, I mean, I think I just alluded to it. I think some point over the next couple of games, Shan obviously travels to the Northern Ireland setup. because It's internationals now. So I think we'll obviously see Beck Thomas in goal, which would be great to have Beck... Uh, get back a couple couple of games in goal as well. You know, really competent, excellent keeper there. Um, so, but yeah, and rotate some of the other positions as well. We, you know, as I said, I mean, I'd like to see young KJ up in midfield rather than playing in defence for starters. But yeah, that will it be should be good. And as I keep on saying, the more people are down there, the better. Should be a really good atmosphere, really good opportunities, and chance if they have the Astra Pay goal shooting thing, we'll get a chance to watch Matt. Spoon it over the top. <laughs> you, you, you tell you what, Matt, you, you said it now. I'm going to do it. No, it. yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. that's the well, challenge. There's the, there you go, AstroPay. We'll, we'll, we'll tweet AstroPay. Yeah, we'll get them to do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you think I'm? You don't think I would do it? Um, <laughs> I held off on the, the the baiting West Brom fans. So come on, I've got to, I've got to wind up. I've got to try and get AstroPay down to have a bit of fun. Um, Prediction, Tom. What do you reckon the score is going to be? Um, listen, Loughborough are struggling. Um, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to go seven nil. Seven nil. You reading my mind? Go on, Matt. Five. This Five. is all I go. Five nil. Oh well, there you go. Well, I really ought to just go for six, just to split the difference. I, I, I mean, I think. You're right then, Tom. I think we need, you know, that they are, Luffer are struggling. They lost to Stoke badly um, in the opening game of the season. I can't remember who they played at the weekend, um, but they didn't. I know they dropped it was, points there. Or was it, it Stoke was, at the weekend, was it? Played lost lost. Stoke, yeah. Yeah. Was it West Brom? Was it yes. West Brom? Yeah, they West lost Brom, that. Yes. It was Stoke for the opening game and West Brom. It was, right, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah the last one. And... Yeah, I mean, we all saw what happened to West Brom on the opening day of the season. Oh, we, we haven't mentioned that. West Brom got know. spanked on the opening day of the season. We forgot to mention it. Oh, there you go. Um, did, did, we, did, we, did we laugh? Did we laugh? Yes. Um, but yeah, they, they, they've been spanked now twice. Um, I, can't, I, don't, I think they're playing Forest midweek. That's not going to be an easy game for them. 
So I think they're going to go into that game with morale at rock bottom, pretty much. I mean, and I think we're playing them at the right time because if I remember rightly, they got they were spanked first few games of last season and then sorted themselves out when their university students rocked up and they were able to sign a few players who, who looked good at uni and then come out again. So I think this is a good opportunity just to um, put them to the sword. But I think that's going to be the key. Be ruthless. Um, you know, use it as shooting practice. But there you go. Well, gents, it's been a pleasure. Um, have I missed anything? Anything you want to add, Tom? No, I think everything's um, been covered. Matt, anything else from yourself? No, just if anybody's happening to listen to the first time, hasn't been down to a game, then next Sunday, Loughborough at Telford, that'll be um, a good one to go to. See quite a few goals. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, please do give us a sort of a follow on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, drop us an email if you want to ask us any questions, wallswomenpodcastoutlook.com. And... We scored five goals on Sunday. Or the girl, actually, we, we scored. The girls scored five goals on Sunday. Give us a five-star review for it. Tell us what you think about West Brom. We all like a good giggle. And uh, come on, the Wolves. <laughs> <laughs>